Hey, hey out there. Welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. We've got Claire and Donna's here too. How are you? Donna's here too. Hey, hey. So this week we've got something a little different for y'all. And if you've been following along with us, a lot of our episodes have been titled Time to Something, having to do with a little bit of a sense of urgency, a call to action. Well, we've gotten some messages lately of people who are just finding out about us and kind of wanting to know more, like, who, who are you guys? What, mm-hmm. what is a joyful rebel? And fair enough. So we wanted to take uh, the next two episodes, actually, and take the time to give everyone a little bit more information about us, background, the motivation for why we started this podcast, like where did Joyful Rebels come from? Uh, and so we're going to call today's episode Joyful Rebels Explained, mm. <laughs> part one, part mm-hmm. one. So we have, as a little bit of an overview for you guys, we have four major themes that we're going to talk about, our four big themes that, again, motivate us for when we're trying to determine what topics are important to have a conversation about, what's important in our lives and personal, but are also universal to the human experience, to being a woman in this day and age. So topic number one. And mom, you're going to get us started on this one. We're calling it real self-care. Hmm. Yeah, real self-care. That is uh, a, a thing. And uh, I re- really think that this is one of the foundational jump-offs for most everything we're going to talk about. And, and for good reason. The real self-care is different than the some of the messages that we get on how we're supposed to take care of ourselves. And if we're anything alike, and I hope as you're listening that you continually ask yourself, you know, I'm hearing Claire and Donna's story, but how does this look at me? Mm -hmm. Like really look for the connection in that because it's not just us saying it. Hopefully it sounds familiar. Like you're in on this conversation because you are. And also to find the similarities because we are doing this together. So story time. I wanted to give you a, a, a quick background on where Joyful Rebel came from. And I, I didn't rehearse this. And uh, I'm not quite sure what's going to come out, but I'm just going to tell you the truth about this, which I find is the best way to go about it. That uh, about three years ago, I was in a big corporate job and I was working about 50 hours a week and uh, traveling at least once a month where I'd be you know, gone for several days, uh, sometimes twice a month. And uh, I was also in grad school. So then I would do an extra 15 to 20 hours a week of grad school working on this industrial and organizational psychology. So organizational culture, leadership, motivation, all the stuff that really excites me. And I was just burning out. So just if I add up the the hours, I'm already in a a stress-filled situation. So I just white knuckled it through in in any way that I could. So I'm not beating myself up, up at all, but in hindsight, I had a chance to, you know, get a chance to look at it and I was becoming increasingly unhealthy. So I, I finished I finished my master's in February, the end of February of 2020. And a couple of weeks later, the world shuts down. So part of the juxtaposition of that is that I had been going so hard and so fast, you guys, so hard and so fast. And then the world stops. There are no more tasks to do. There are no more places to fly. There is no 
work to be done on writing papers. I think I wrote 127 papers in grad school. Not that I was counting, but you know, I had been going at this pace. My nervous system was shot and all of a sudden there was nothing. Some might think you, you would celebrate, one would celebrate, although that was a, certainly a time when the world was in a very precarious place. I'm gonna tell you right now, my nervous system said, peace out. And literally I went to bed for three days. Three days, I laid down like ostensibly to take a nap and I woke up to get a drink of water, go to the bathroom and I went back down like I'm not rested yet. And at some point my husband walked in and be like, you okay? I'd be like, I'm okay, I'm just, I'm not done yet. And I actually had like a physical reboot. And I don't know if you've ever had that where you just like, it's not when so much that your body's tired, although it is, it's like your soul is tired. My nervous system was on high alert for years, I'm going to say decades. And all of a sudden it stopped and it was, I, I didn't know, I didn't have any middle ground. So when I finally came to and was like, okay, this is where we're at right now. This is what the world gathering information, like what's happening. So everything's in flux. And what I love is, and, and what I'm learning and did learn in this case was in chaos, there will be opportunity. So it's not something to be, be afraid of, like in when there's a ton of chaos around, that means there's a bunch of moving parts and there will be opportunity that will emerge. So I thought this would be a great time for me to take an inventory. Like what, how's my life going? Like I get a chance to look in the rearview mirror. I'm sure most of you guys did that too. When you had time to reflect, you got a second. So you're going to look at how things have been going. And then I reconnected with a great friend and mentor of mine. Her name's Kimberly Spreen Glick. And, uh, you know, I'd known her for, gosh, like 15 years. She was my boss for a decade in there and a huge mentor and supporter. And she had been working on some wellness information and pulling it together, knowing that the world is in this really rough position. And at the time when we're in fitness, but fitness was a lot more than just moving. It meant, you know, your whole physical well-being. So I took the foundation from Kimberly. Honestly, she is really the brought this great conversation to my attention. I've seen it in a couple of different iterations from other people, but this is where I started. I built off of, but I took a look at the six spheres or elements that make up wellness. Now, there are a bunch and I've seen it from Deepak Chopra to, you know, there's a ton of people online that will talk about different elements that make up wellness. Here are the six that I looked at. Please take notes if that's for you. The first one is physical. And that means how you move, how you fuel, and how you rest. That's a biggie. And you, you take a look at what you're currently doing, not what you think you should be doing, what you did 10 years ago. It's what you're doing now. And in my case, it was like, what am I currently doing? So in this season, that's language you hear over and over from Claire and I too. Because in the season, things change. In a Western culture, we like to just do something and keep going it's like, no, 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 we're always going to be tap dancing, uh, assessing, being aware, making changes. That's, that's living a life examined. So that's what that is. So I started with the physical. Then I also looked at uh, emotional and how I felt inside my internal ecosystem. And, you know, more on, on the specifics of these, these spheres later, but just to give you an overview, the next one was social. And here we were, we didn't have much social. And for somebody that identified as an introvert, and I still do to a certain extent, how does that look? Is that balanced? Does that feel healthy and dynamic? Then intellectual, 
Um, is there, am I stimulating my brain? Is it not just for a grade or is it just to be a lifelong learner? There's environmental wellness. How are your surroundings? Where do you spend your time? You know, how are your cabinets laid out? How's your, how's your fridge? It's not just being like Marie Kondo where it's about organizing. And if you've if listened to the, you know, time to declutter podcast that we did, that's where this came from. It's the, our, where we spend our time, whether inside or outside has a direct effect on how we feel and how we think and our mood and all of that. And then finally, uh, spiritual. And what did that look like in my current life? And I'm here to tell you that, and we're back. So what I appreciate here, and we will talk about that later, that podcasts are never going to be perfect. And, <laughs> and, and when we run into these kinds of things where there are interruptions like that, thanks for your patience on it, but whatever. If we waited till all the conditions were right and things were perfect, we never would have moved off the mark to do anything. Never would have done it, never. (laughs) (laughs) So if the barking was distracting you, which by the way, we have this new little, she's not a puppy, she's a year old, didn't bark for three weeks. Now she's like, I have a voice and I'm going to share it. So I hate to squelch that because everybody should have their own voice. So just to recap, there are six spheres of wellness that, that we took a look at, physical, emotional, social, intellectual, environmental, and spiritual. This is a basis for where a lot of our conversations come from, for the, uh, for the podcast, for my one-on-one coaching. Uh, and when I would look at, you know, I'm like, this is radical, because what I found was that I didn't have a contemporary story in several of these areas. I was going on what I did from years before, what I thought I should do what I was guessing I was doing. And when I really wrote it down and examined what I was doing, I was out of touch in a few really specific ones for me. So very much so the spiritual part, the emotional part, the physical part, really taking a look at those and seeing what I could do. My nutritional, when I, for example, when I looked at my nutritional um, wellness, which is huge, that's huge. Let's just put that out there. That's that's, you know, seasons of podcasts on nutrition stuff that there's some great things that are out there online. And there are some that are hot garbage, you know, but there's, there's, it's knowing yourself in that space. And just from a broad overview, what I found when I took a look at what I was taking in nutritionally, I realized that through this experience of working really hard, stressing out, being in grad school, I was drinking a lot of wine. Like bottom line, I was drinking a lot of wine. If I just looked at the volume of it, I'd be like, oh, that's probably not a great thing. So when I took a look at that and I removed it, all of a sudden everything changed. And I'm not suggesting anybody has to do that, but there could be something that doesn't look like a problem to anybody else. Mm -hmm. But if it starts tripping you up and it's getting in the way of the goals and how you want to feel, which this was doing it for me, like somebody that does all this cardio. And if I drink wine and I'm more dehydrated, there was no way I was catching up. So it's so interesting that when you unpack one at a time and take a look at it, then you can own it. Then you can make changes or you could celebrate the things that are doing good. Uh So I thought that is super rebellious because here's what I have found. And this is my opinion. And this is through my lens. When I'm dealing with women and I've always worked with, with groups of mostly women, we think a lot, we think a lot and rarely, not rarely, but not often enough, we're not action oriented. We will think our way out of something. We will talk to each other about it. We will vent. It's not productive. And I thought the radical part and the real self-care is knowing yourself, being aware, and then doing something about it. And that seems 
simple. And some people are just hardwired that way. I don't think most of us are. I think we wait until we're super in pain before we try to do anything different. When actually, if we just start looking at it, we can make small changes that will make us feel great right away. But you got to be honest with yourself and you got to know how to prioritize. What am I looking at? So these six spheres were ways to just dial it in to go like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. You know, have you ever had that where you're like, I don't know, I feel a certain way. I'm not sure where the origin is and I'm not sure where to start. So for everybody listening, this is a great place to start. And this was also, as I'm talking to my, my friend, Kimberly, we put it into a program to develop coaches, wellness advisor coaches. And that's where Claire comes into play. Cause then she went through the curriculum and the curriculum was based on first, what we did is we taught people this stuff, but we wanted them to go through it themselves, just like I did. So like, you know, it's about learning it first and then you live it because coaching, I don't think coaching is effective if you're not walking in the space yourself, then you're just guessing. But if you can provide a perspective, it does not have to be perfect. What you're doing is you're saying, this is what I found. And maybe this will be helpful for you. Sometimes that's just enough of a jump off to, to get some action going. So the people in the course would learn it, they'd live it, and then they could lead it. And that holds true for how I want to navigate the world just in general. So as Claire was getting into this then and understanding and unpacking in her own story, and I won't tell your story for you, but it's like, we're in alignment on a lot of this stuff. And we realize that even though we're coming from different generations, that we can look at these theoretical ways to look at our lives. And that, that gives us a distance, like that's somebody else. But then when we make it personal, oh, then it starts to drop in and there's a connection and it's real. And then we can honestly look at what we're, what our landscape is and we can celebrate the things we're doing well. And we can make changes in the areas that we are, that we want to. And we can want to make changes just because we want to. Uh-huh. Like, that's the thing. We have choices here that we leave on the table because we're not really sure how to tackle it. So we're trying to give you a, a method and a way to just be able to unpack things in a way that really creates some big gains. So I do think that's rebellious. I think that is, is, is a way to shake some stuff up without just thinking about it. But then there's that first word joyful. That in all of this, we look through the information and ourselves and our own behavior through this scientific lens, which is joyful. Like we're just looking, we're not looking to assign blame or why did this happen or this or this, you're just observing. And that's actually fun because then it's a game. You get a chance to examine what you're doing. You're like, I did not know I did that. And you get a chance to, because then some of it's just kind of funny. Have you ever had that where you're like, I'm cracking myself up. But what I really wanted to reduce in my life was the times that I found myself in a situation. I'll use that language. I just found myself in a situation. And I was like, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I said that. Because there are a lot of things that drive our behavior that are in our subconscious. But if we think about it specifically and and internalize and ask some questions, then we move it from our subconscious and unconscious into our conscious mind. Then we got choices. Then we can know what we're dealing with instead of just being driven by urges and desires. So how's that landing, Claire? Does that, you remember as we were going through this and just kind of 
looking how at things were. Does that make sense? I think that you just hit, definitely hit on the first two of our main themes. The first one, that real self-care. And what, again, you hear coming up time and time again is knowing yourself. So we might be giving all these suggestions of things that worked for us or things that we've seen in the research that can be helpful to you know, grow your joy or decrease your stress or anxiety, but it comes down to you knowing what works for you. And so again, taking that inventory on yourself, doing that type of self-check-in, that can be rebellious in and of itself and real self-care. So you can see the self-care checklist, like someone can, you're stressed, just go take a bubble bath. But what if yeah. you hate baths, you know? So when we're saying that real self-care, it's so personal to you. And so I think that's, again, what's really important about it is you're, you're knowing yourself. And that segues into then our second main point, which is awareness. You mm -hmm. have to be aware of your starting point. What are you doing right now? Any change you want to make, you have to know where you're at right now. You need that again, what's your starting point? What are, what are you going to base everything off of? You can't make any type of real change without being aware of where you're at in this moment. And so honestly, for me, that even that word, that topic of awareness was a game changer for me. Just once your awareness light flicks on, mm -hmm. I feel like it doesn't, there's no turning back. Now that you know, oh, wait, I can, I have a choice to evaluate because mom, you were saying, you know, sometimes if you're not tuned in, you're just doing things. You don't really know why you're kind of, mm -hmm. you feel unsettled because things are happening, but you're not, you feel like you have even less control mm -hmm. because things are just happening to me and I'm just going through motions. So if you can turn that awareness light on, kind of shine the headlight on things, the spotlight on what you're doing looking at those six different spheres of wellness, that's such a cool starting off point because you can, maybe you've never really thought about where you stand like emotionally right now, because I'll tell you what, if you're busy, if you're, you know, your day is full and you're not prioritizing time to reflect on where you're at or your needs, then again, it's going to go unnoticed. It's going to be that lurker. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. It's lurking on your shoulders. So one of the things we want to answer with this podcast or with this podcast is why are we doing this podcast? Like what is a joyful rebel? Why are you who's listening a joyful rebel? And one of the things is you've got awareness because you're tuned in and listening now because you know, Hey, there's areas in my life where I want to learn more about myself or I maybe want to apply new tips or tricks or life hacks that I didn't know about. So you right there have your awareness switch turned on. And I feel like, again, how many people are out there just doing the motions and not tuned in and just having that flip switched on felt like such a game changer for me. So for my background, I two things that I've kind of narrowed down that I'm passionate about. I want to learn and I want to share what I've learned. And so if you can tell from that, I've been a teacher. <laughs> I am a teacher. Uh, that's what really lights me up. And so whether it's teaching biology, whether it's teaching uh, marine biology in the Bahamas, that was awesome. Teaching yoga, teaching English as a second language. I like to learn things. We heard moms um, that uh, live it, 
or learn it, live it, and then you can lead it. So here I am loving that learning part of it, but it was like almost like an itch that had to be scratched, which I, I know some people hate that phrase, but it, it was <laughs> like, no, I no, I want to go the next step and be able to share. And so we started working together back when everything kind of shut down. And again, because our values aligned, because I went through that wellness advisor course, but then you know, and I was able to, to kind of help to be your voice through your individual coaching with Joyful Rebel Coaching and all the online stuff. But again, why this podcast came to be, it's like, we've got, again, this wealth of information because we've learned this, but we've also been living it. And now I'm like, okay, I just, I want to share it. Like, let's mm -hmm. share it. We have these great conversations. We have these different perspectives because let's be honest, again, my examples are coming most of the time about kids and family stuff. Cause that's where I'm at right now. And mm -hmm. <laughs> like you said, mom, I'm going to own that. Cause that's where I'm at. We've got these different perspectives here. Um, and hopefully when you're listening, as we heard in the beginning of this podcast, it is me and my mom talking, but hopefully you've got bits and pieces in there where you're hearing a bit about yourself. You're hearing, Oh, okay. I felt that way too. I've experienced that, that too. And that's, helping us to build and grow this community. So if you have asked yourself, am I a joyful rebel? And you're here listening. Yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. You are a joyful rebel because you're at least interested in real self-care, even if you haven't got there yet. And you've got your awareness switch flipped on. So we are so grateful that you guys are here and listening to us. I mean, again, it's about knowing yourself. It's about being able to be present. Um, so yeah, that's two our two first main uh, main points there. What do you think, mom? The phrase that is coming to mind is, is something to the effect of um, like, what is it like, you know, powerful women uh, like make a wave or something like there is a, a, when you have this thing inside you and I totally butchered that, <laughs> that phrase, <laughs> but there's, when you have something inside of you, it's not just to share. I was going to be, I'll, I'll go shadow side. I don't know if I ever talked about shadow side, but you know, you can have a concept, but then there's, there could be like a, a downside to it. So if there's a downside, uh, when we are feeling a certain way and we just want to share and Claire, you didn't say it this way, but I think that's got to be an equal measure to doing it too. And I think that's the proof in the pudding there is the experimentation of trying things that work, that didn't work. Like, like walking a step, not so much ahead on the path, but maybe to the side of you on the path where as a sisterhood, we're gonna keep moving forward and we're gonna lovingly hold each other accountable. And we're going to call it like it is. And we're gonna be like, this is what it looks like. And some of it is then the onus will be on us to do some, some introspection and do some work, but no, on the other side of the discomfort is freedom mm. and ease and peace. And Claire, we talk about it all the time and, and you guys listening won't know that, but whenever we make decisions, we're like, where's the ease in there? Oh, yeah. Where's the peace? And we have not done, we have not pushed the business faster if it meant that we were going to have to step on the accelerator at the cost of the people around us. We're not going to do it. And so we're trying to stay true to that. So I just think the world needs more uh, role models. And I say that in a, in a very humble way of people, and it doesn't matter your age, people that are willing to step out and say, I will put my life under a microscope or a spotlight and you guys can watch it happen. And it's not going to be perfect. 
but it will make gains and we'll see what it looks like. And you take from it what you want. And that's the bottom line. You take from it what, mm -hmm. what you want, but you're going to do something with it. And if we can light the pilot to get you to actually do something with it, <laughs> then that is a win. And so that, that you're listening right now is super cool. And that you take it from learning to doing, and we get to show everybody in our world what it looks like to be a joyful rebel. Exactly. So wrapping up this part one, if you're still asking yourself, what's the joyful rebel? You are. You are. <laughs> if you're joining us here. Hey, yo, it's not just me and my mom. You guys are all <laughs> in this together. And you're interested in your real self-care and you're interested in awareness. And we're working on all these things together. And we're really excited because tune in next week. We've got part two of Joyful Rebel Explained. <laughs>